0: Hey, welcome to Tangible Takeaways, episode 82. I'm Jackson. I'm here with Mikey today. Uh, Today, I'm going to be talking about how uh, faith plays a significant role in our lives daily.
1: Yes, and we'll also look at how we can use this series actively in our lives to continue to practice not just this faith,
0: but be prepared for the opportunities that God's going to give to you to maybe invite someone to a seat at your table. And I'm going to try to taste chocolate, peanut, and nougat. All that and more on this episode of Tangible Takeaways. Hey, welcome to episode 82. I'm here today with Mikey, and Mikey, what are we gonna be making today? Jack, thanks for having me on. Um, today, uh, I wanted to make you a latte,
1: man. I oh. love coffee, I love the coffee world. I'm one of those guys that drinks coffee with this pinky up, and uh, I hope by the end of this episode, you will too. Man.
0: I have had some great Mikey coffee yes. in my time, and uh, I am very excited yeah. for this episode yeah, today. Man. So, so yeah. what do we need for making coffee
1: today? So, one, it, there's a lot of supplies that go into it, a lot of forethought. But, but first and foremost, you, you have to look the part. So, if you're gonna oh. if you're gonna make a coffee, you have to have a like a barista's Naturally. apron. Naturally, Wow, yeah.
0: name on their yeah, in name everything. on the apron.
1: Okay, you got to make sure it's styling while you're making coffee. That kind wow. of thing you got to make sure it's good and uh, you know sometimes
0: did you negotiate contracts with these different, like the Oikos movement? The Oikos movement, Blue yeah. Bottle? Yeah,
1: that's that's more of like an un, unofficial sponsor, but okay. yeah, 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 absolutely.
0: Whoop yeah, yeah. is obviously that Loop that's is an there. internal yeah, advertisement. That is, there. absolutely yeah. a little a little Easter
1: egg for you post Easter, if you will. Uh-huh. All right, so now we got the we got the apron, we got the barista cloth, that that normal thing that you're just wiping down the counter uh-huh. with. You know what I mean? Got to love little, the part. And then you get the actual things that involve a coffee. Okay, All right, so we have our beans. This is a single origin Brazil beans. If
0: you You'd like to take a take a smell of that. Now what does that mean, what you just said? Okay, single
1: origin means that this bean came from one region in Brazil.
0: Okay, so yeah. like one like one little farm, farm, one area
1: of okay. uh, Brazil uh, in which they, they got these beans from. Oftentimes when you go to coffee shops or things like that, uh, they might have blends. They might have oh. blends. Like I, like one of my favorite blends is called the Silverback Blend. It's a stronger coffee but it's also made up of two Southern America coffees with an African coffee. So, uh, this is single origin, one bean And is that all just
0: preference, or is it like single origin is clearly better than... Yeah, it's all preferential. Yeah, it's all
1: preferential. So, the notes in this are dark chocolate, peanut, and nougat. Oh, okay. So, as we pour the beans into the hopper of the espresso machine, we'll make sure that's nice and full. Very nice. Okay, top that off right there. Uh, Our hopper is loaded. We're ready for our portafilter to be uh, to be loaded. So this is our portafilter. This is what the espresso goes into. Okay. And when you're when you're making a latte, it's it's a it's a shot of espresso, okay. right? Um, with a certain amount of milk and a certain amount of foam for that. Just depends on the kind of drink. If it's a cappuccino or a latte. But um, you want to dial in the coarseness of the bean when it's ground. So oh. you want it to be fine when it comes to espresso. You want it to be fine so the amount of pressure and hot water can be pushed through it, pressed through it. That's why they call it espresso. Uh, Espresso. Yeah, espresso. Yes, espresso. Okay. Uh, And uh, you want it to be a good drainage. And and over time, you kind of learn it even by feel. You want it to be anywhere between um, like beach sand uh, and and regular dirt. And being in the desert, we know what dirt feels like. But you want it to be fine, but not too powdery fine. So every time I put a new bean in the hopper, um, I'll literally just fill up the portafilter a little bit like that. Okay. So. Okay. Maybe it was just waiting a little bit. But hold on, we're ready. Lights are on.
0: Technical difficulties. Technical difficulties. This happens sometimes, which but. any barista can overcome. Absolutely. Any barista
1: so, who's worth their salt. Yeah. We're going to we're going to go through this troubleshooting process right here. We're going to take the hopper off. This is. Oh, you know what? There it is now. The hopper was unlocked. Ah. So now we can now actually get to the grounds. It's easy. Yeah, it's a lot easier now. So we're Simple. gonna we're gonna load the porta filter with a little bit of grinds, uh, grounds, and then feel them with our fingers. So this is how good this barista is. Alright, so so if you want to, Jack, take a pinch out of there. Okay. And you can just place your fingers over the mat and feel the grain. Kind of feels like I beach feel like sand. Salt Bay. Yeah, Salt mm-hmm. Bay. Just a little bit. Coffee right there. Uh-huh. You feel it? The thing is, it's not too fine, the where okay. it's actually getting rubbed into your skin, but it's fine enough to know. You know what that does feel like? Beach sand. Uh-huh. That kind of thing. That texture. So we're gonna fill up our our whole filter now. We're gonna let it fill up, and then
0: we're gonna tamp. Now my fingers are gonna smell like coffee. and just, day. It's beautiful.
1: Yes. And that's for free. I so. got.
0: Yeah, I got no complaints there. <laughs> So uh,
1: when you're when you're tamping down your grounds in an espresso portafilter, you're looking for a good Ooh, a little twist in yeah, there too. I, I like to twist to make it a little more level and then I will fill up the rest of the portafilter to go this way. I'm gonna just kind of shake it out so up You so just level. push it in when you're done. Yeah, you, you push it in when you're done for this machine, some other machine, some other grinders, they'll uh, they'll it'll just fill up the it basket to knows. a certain extent. Yeah. yeah. Um, so when you're when you're tamping, you want to give it anywhere from 18 to 20 pounds of pressure wow so even that specific even that specific because you want the most yield out of your shot and when that and when that happens you just give it a, a quick dusting on the rim for when you put it in the machine because you want it to you want it to make contact with the seal rings so that no pressure gets out so you put it in and then you twist. Okay? Boom. And, and the porta filter is ready. Uh, so the shot is ready to be extracted. But before we Or pulled. pulled
0: before, I say. Yeah, before
1: the, before the pull. What happens is we set up our shot glasses in place. But again, like all good lattes, you're, you're gonna need some nice whole milk. Now mm. I have some friends, some very close friends, dear friends. Uh, that oftentimes prefer oat milk. And there's nothing wrong with that. No. Um, I just, sometimes I tend to go back to original design. Except for the
0: fact that it's bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Other than that,
1: other, other than outside that, of yes. that, um, there's nothing wrong yeah, with Yeah, you know, so, yeah. <laughs> so there's a part of me that says, I like to go to original design, let's go back to whole milk. I have some whole milk ready for us right here Beautiful. that I'm gonna pour into our pitcher and uh, have ready to be steamed. Now, during the steaming process, um, typically there's a, you know, there's a temperature gauge, or there's, there's a thermometer inside that tells us our range. We want it to get anywhere between 125, 135 degrees, Okay. Uh, which again, uh, will we'll, we'll create a nice, good temperature for our drink to be consumed properly because sometimes when the milk is too cold, you want to nuke it in the microwave or something like that, but when it's too hot, you kind of got to wait to drink You just got to sit there. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and during the texturization process, AKA steaming, we're wanting to get a good vortex inside the pitcher so that the oh. milk itself. Is infused with micro air bubbles. And what that does is that that creates that really paint-like consistency in the pitcher. And so I'm gonna start this process right now. Um, even as the steam wand heats up, I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna put the steam wand all the way in. It's a it's kind of a bigger pitcher, So I'm gonna set that steam forward and we're gonna go from there. And I'm gonna hop onto the other side as okay. I steam this so we can see this. And I'm gonna watch. Yeah. And I'm so very curious. Yeah, so what's gonna end up happening is. Uh, this steam setting is going to just, it has a, a powerful enough boiler in here to actually um, texturize this milk, like I said, create a good vortex in that pitcher uh, and, and, and thicken that milk so it's texturized and we're ready to pour it into our latte. The reason why I do this first is because a shot is typically good for about 15 to 18 seconds after it's pulled.
0: Oh, before uh, it needs to be incorporated Before it
1: milk. needs to be incorporated with milk. So, that being said, I'm gonna texturize this milk.
0: What if right. you were just gonna drink this shot straight up? Do you really have 15 to 18 seconds to drink it? Uh, at its most optimum, yeah. And the thing is, wow. this this comes out fresh
1: pulled at 205 degrees plus. It's very hot and some people do prefer that. Just a, you know, it's, at Starbucks they call it a black eye. So you know what I mean? Like you can just take a double shot, just in a cup and you'll be good. Um, but other times, especially when you're making a, making a latte or you're making a mixed drink, um, you have, Uh, 18 seconds, 15 to 18 seconds before the top of that shot, that crema. Uh, Uh, Again, it dissipates. Interesting. I'm familiar
0: with the crema. The crema.
1: Espresso has brought me up to speed at least on the crema. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, um, with taking advantage of of how great the crema can be in that first 15 to 18 seconds, and then introducing your milk to it, um, it just creates for a really good coffee. Uh, and oftentimes, if you want flavored coffees or drinks or uh, flavored lattes, you can get your syrups, you can, you can introduce, uh, sometimes people do, you know, the, the powdered creamers, which are fine. Um, and, and I recommend to put those uh, into the shop within the first 10 seconds, swirl that around and then put your milk in. Uh, it always makes for a good mixture. Interesting. Yeah. So we're getting close. And, uh, and just for doing this for so long, I kind of get used to the touch You're just of the degree. Feeling it. Yeah, feeling it. But again, right now, I, I do recommend a, a thermometer is or this, pressure.
0: Is this like burn your hands hot?
1: Yes, this is burn your hands hot. So if you want to, you can feel it. It is like a kettle. It, it just heats right up, right?
0: Oh, OK. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So but if you tap it quick enough. Yeah, not if you tap it quick
1: enough, and you always want to make sure that you're cleaning your instrument. So you take your rag, you wipe down your steam wand, you put that to the side. Okay. And now we're ready to we're ready for our shots to be pulled. Okay? So we want to line up our shot glasses with our double spout right here. Okay? move mm-hmm. this milk. We want to line up our shot glasses with our double shot, with our double spout, and we want to pull our double shot. Boom. Okay? We press that, and what we want, what we're looking for, is an even extraction. It doesn't happen every time, um, but what, what ends up happening is through our tamping and through um, our grounds, the texture of our grounds, we will get a good shot from here. And uh, when you see it's in the good espresso range, you know that you did oh. you, you, you did a good pressurization. Uh, and So
0: it'll let you know if you did a bad job. Yeah,
1: so if wow. it's under extracted, meaning you get you barely get any uh, coffee out of it, it'll go all the way to the other end of uh, under extraction, meaning there's too much pressure that the water cannot press through it. Oh. And if it's under extracted, uh, the dial won't move much and then you'll just get a lot of watery coffee.
0: Interesting, yeah. wow. So within
1: the first couple seconds of us talking, uh, you can see the crumb is sitting right on top beautiful and you want to just dump that shot right in uh and this one is a double so we're going to dump that right in within the first 15 to 18 seconds obviously we're going to take our milk kind of settle the foam a little bit on okay. top right just I that see texture does do this all the time yes and that's just to settle it so it's not so thick on top with the with the, with foam. the foam and then what you want to do is you want to get a good tilt on the cup but not so much and then you want to in a circular motion just introduce the milk okay to that coffee And then when you get to the top, you're able to just pour and top it off. So when that happens, especially with this size of cup, just wanna make sure that you swirl that so that it's thick enough to pour and it won't come out like a big clump and cloud. and then you just pour it out. So there's your latte. And I hope that you like the
0: And we're not getting into fancy latte art to make anybody feel bad about themselves. Yeah, not today. That's too pretentious, but yeah. And that is a very, very good latte. Oh, good. I'm glad you enjoyed Beautiful. it. Beautiful. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so would, can I try now absolutely. to go through the steps here? Yeah, absolutely. You have privileged me with making <laughs> me a latte. Yeah, absolutely. And I hope to not offend you yeah, no, making a latte. I will try it regardless. So let me let
1: me reset you to the point that you're, you're ready to go. So we're gonna get out this last cup right
0: here, and let me ask you this, Mikey. You said, you know, notes to be looking for is dark chocolate, dark chocolate, peanuts, n- peanut, and nougat. And nougat. Yes. How exactly there's, I know there's like sipping techniques. Yeah, there's the sipping techniques. So
1: uh, what I would do is obviously like, you know, I cleanse the palate with a, just a sip of water real quick. I'd take a swig. And what happens is right after you take the first sip, uh, you want to take just a, a little sip of it and put it on both sides of your tongue, both sides of your, your mouth, on both cheeks. Uh, take a swallow and then breathe out and when you breathe out, you'll taste those notes. Those notes oh. should be prominent, especially with no uh, Other flavorings like a vanilla or a caramel. This is just coffee and milk. Uh, you'd be able to taste those notes
0: mm, Okay, yeah, I'm trying try it. that out try that out. Let me it. The
1: puck out really quick all right
0: there That's so interesting because I have Always, I've I've always heard people talk about the different things that they can taste in coffee. Yeah, and I'm like, I wish I could taste. Yeah, I just wanna. Uh, I wish I could taste the things <laughs> that you can taste. Yeah, yeah. So know. so why don't you hop okay. on up? All right. So step one, I'm gonna get the portafilter some filter ready. Porta port-a-filter. Yeah. portafilter is gonna get some ground stuff in there. Yeah. Okay. Oh, this already is seeming harder. Wait, wait, wait. There you oh, go. Okay, There we and go. And then if
1: you push even just a little further, you'll feel a button click. Oh, okay. Oh, and then when you're ready, because you entered the manual mode, when you see it get full, yeah, see, when you see it get full, you just pull it out. Okay. All right. Oh. oh. There you go. Now okay, you can take so the tamp, tamp out it right
0: here, which is magnetic. Right here. Boom. Oh, very convenient. Yep. Okay. So now I'm going to press down and twist. Yeah. So what you'll notice is, with that many grounds,
1: it's uh-huh. at the bottom of the bowl, which is okay. Yeah. So you want to fill that, that portafilter basket, actually. All the way and up. Then, yeah, you want to okay. fill it all the way up, and then you want to re Okay. I'm going
0: to put that back.
1: There you go. I don't know.
0: I don't know. There okay. we
1: go. I don't know. You're good. Be confident. Okay, Be confident. okay. okay.
0: Yeah. I, I just watched the master do it. I'm going to do it. And how do how am I gauging pressure here? Right. So
1: I, again, I, I think of oftentimes I think of a, a twenty pound weight at the gym that kind of thing. Oh, how okay. heavy that is. How, that kind of pressure down. Okay. But it, it, again, it doesn't have to be this forced thing. But you're, you're aiming for that for the proper extraction. We
0: want more than that. Still. We want a little more than, little than little more. that.
1: So when when, you're, when this tamp is in this basket, yeah. You want you want the outside rim to just line up
0: directly. Oh, like okay. That. I'm seeing that. Perfect. Okay. Okay. Yeah.
1: You're doing great, though.
0: Thank you're doing you. great. So now I'm visualizing my 20-pound weight. Visualize your 20-pound weight. Nice, circle off. That's Does that great. look
1: good? Yeah. That Why looks did good. I
0: bring some with me, Mikey? Um, so
1: what happens is, when when you're when you're tamping and you you give it a little twist, if it, if it's not like a quick movement, it stays packed like oh, that. Oh, Okay. So should I try finest. to get this back in? Yeah, try that. See, see if it works. There we go. Do you mind finger coffee? No, not or at you, all. Where are you at on that? No, I'm good with that. Okay, so yeah. quicker motion. Yeah, boom. Just just a quick whip, boom.
0: See? Very nice. Perfect. Okay. Tamper's going back. Yep. This guy, you put him in. It goes in right
1: like that, and then locks to your right. Boom, now we'll go all the way right. You'll feel it tighten and you want it to be boom. good like that. Tighten well. Okay. Now what you want to do is get um so the shot is ready to pull. Yes, so but we're not gonna your do shot glasses. We do that last. Yep. All right, so now we're going to, we have a little cup of milk over here on the left. Okay. Yeah, and just dump that into your pitcher. Dumping in. Okay. And again, because of the depth of this pitcher and how big it is, uh, what you're going to do is you're going to put the wand all the way into the milk. All right. And uh, and then you're going to switch this knob forward. All the way? All the way. So it takes a second to, to heat up because the boiler is powering the wand right now. And, uh, and when you are steaming the milk, you want the wand to just be on the surface of the milk, not putting so many bubbles into it, but still putting that air pressure into it. Like I said, creating a vortex. So think of it like, like when you're filling a bucket with a hose and you put the hose on the side of the bucket and it starts to create a whirl, like a whirlpool. Think oh, of that okay. inside your inside your milk system. So do I want it a little bit on the side? Um, you can do it on the side to create that vortex. Um, and you want it to be on the, like I said, closer to the edge of the surface of the milk so that it's not so windy like that. Yeah, perfect, like that. That oh, sounds Oh, okay. Good. I'm yeah, you see seeing that? now. Yeah, there you go. Right, and baristas are just like cleaning up, even like, you know, the, the counters that they wipe down 15 times. i like, yeah, let's do this. Oh, oh, all right, now you feel the bottom of your pitcher, it's like, okay, still, still kind of warm, but you know, you want it to get a little hotter.
0: There we go. And I'm seeing bubbles. Okay, good. But you said I want it closer to the surface? Yeah, you want it closer to the surface
1: enough for the
0: the pressure to be
1: going into the milk and not staying on the surface with more bubbles. So you want it to be like a paint-like consistency and not so much foam, if you will. Okay. Yeah. And all while still touching for the temperature. There we go. It's getting up there quickly. You see how it's kind of bubbling in uh-huh. there? That's a good thing. That's a good okay. thing. Yeah, you, you like want that. movement in the milk because it's fluffing up. And then you're, we're getting close to temp. So when you're ready, you can, you can undo the knob. Take that down, there you go. All right. Is that good? Yep. yep. Can move that wand out, wipe that down for a second. Put that back. Okay. So now we have our milk ready. If you wanna grab our that was,
0: cup? That was terrifying.
1: No man, you did well. Okay. You did a great job. There we go, there so we go. we have our cup ready, and now we're ready to extract our shots. We're ready to pull. Okay. So you wanna line up your, your shot glasses? Oh yes,
0: that's yep. right.
1: Um, All right, just right under, and then you would press the double shot.
0: Now did I see you push it again to stop it when it got close? Yeah, I pushed it to stop it when it gets to the rim.
1: Um, this this double shot's programmed to be a
0: I don't know taught. that I'm ready to be judged here, you know? I'm yeah. worried about it.
1: Well see that that all that also has to do with amount the amount of pressure that you tamp with. See this is a bit under extracted, but okay still. See how the needle's still moving? Yeah. Good, that's okay. When it gets to the top, stop
0: it. Push it here.
1: Yep. See. I mean, okay, by the way, the so dial moved. Uh, it didn't move into the-, the It didn't get into the ideal The, the range. ideal range, but so it's okay. I didn't okay. push
0: hard enough. Yeah, so okay. the tamping, yeah. I was so worried about going too hard. I know.
1: Yeah. I know. Yeah, no, it's okay though. So I, this is still definitely a drink-worthy shot. Okay. In the first 15 to 18 seconds, we wanna dump that into the cup. Perfect.
0: Yeah. Oh, no.
1: No, no, you're good, you're good. Again, that's why we have these,
0: these awesome drink mats. I'm going to full send it on that one. There we go. That's what I needed. And
1: now, again, you want to settle that foam a little, so maybe you hit the bottom of the pitcher just on the counter to settle it. There we go. Swirl it around in there. Yeah, there you go. Make sure that the thickness is throughout the body of the milk, not just on top. And then
0: pour. Okay, so I'm going to angle it a little bit. Angle it a little bit. I'm going to put a little bit of circular motion in this. Oh, the flick of the wrist right there. Is that I right? I like it, Jackson. Yes, well done. Okay, and then I'm going to... I'm gonna give you a little latte art. There it is. And that... That's Casper the Friendly Ghost. (laughs) That is, uh, it's looking, it's giving a little bit of a flower there, A little bit, yeah, yeah. So, there you go, drink it. All right, now let me try this out, let me try this out. I hope it's good.
1: That is good, Jackson. I'm not gonna lie, that's good. Are you sure? Yeah, even okay. for being underextracted, extracted, it's good. It still worked. I out. like that. Yeah, okay, good. Hope you good. Hope you enjoy yours.
0: Thank you, Mikey. This is uh, this is a treat right here. Yeah, man. I do feel Absolutely. like we have uh, we have upped the fancy level as we have gone here on tangible takeaways. Yeah, and, why not? Uh, right? Yeah, I yeah. just I feel like uh, maybe maybe that's what the series is asked for. I don't even know. You know, it could be. Could it, be. It could stir affections in people uh, to want to give that much forethought or yeah. intentionality give a little extra and I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah. And as we've wrapped up the series, Place at the Table this weekend, Jesus, food, the things he does around a meal. Yeah. Um, just let's go series wide to yeah. start. Man. What has stood out to you from this series? Man. Um, you know, I would
1: say some highlights um, uh, from this series. Uh, obviously one, just, just even creating an intentional series at a seat at the table. I think that As we read in Jesus' ministry, a lot of things happened around a table. So for us as a church to be able to study together uh, and then get into um, the details and the text about how many things happened around a table, uh, I was grateful for... Um, the narrative and the study at the same time, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I was grateful that we got to see Jesus on multiple occasions on multiple tables with different crowds, um, but also to develop a more clear understanding for me that that it wasn't just like Jesus making reservations at people's places, and it wasn't just people inviting Jesus in. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I think of the week that we learned more about Zacchaeus. It really stood out to me. Yeah. Again, people. Um, we're questioning Jesus like why do you even want to go to this guy's house you know or or even the week before yeah um, when when he he's invited to you know one of the one of the Pharisees' homes, and he's met immediately with a man that has a sickness, and you know he's asking these questions like Pastor Todd said last week, and asking the questions he already knows the answers to. Yeah, uh, and you know when he says in Luke fourteen, is it lawful to heal a man on Sabbath? And then heals this man that's ill in front of him, and and he goes, it shows Jesus his value. On, on, on human life, mm. right? Not necessarily just the traditions of the church because the Pharisees were so, you know, used to their their high vanity lives. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, again, if, I, if I'm if i taking anything from this series, it's just that Jesus is so intentional yeah. with all the people that he interacted with, uh, never thinking of himself. Again, you know, Pastor Tom said God and Abad. Mm. He just considered so many people um, and he wanted to correct. He still had love and compassion for those who are even condemning him for the things of fulfilling the law. So I took so much from this. My family took so much from this in this whole series, and we're grateful for it. I know my my small group, and and we've had conversations about what these things look like, and for us, again, to invite people to sit at the table with us, that kind of thing. So
0: yeah. yeah. One of the things that I think we don't give Jesus maybe enough credit for, or we don't think about enough when it comes to Jesus, is the way that he is missional. Mm. But when you read the gospels, you realize he's incredibly missional oh, yeah. or intentional, to use your word yeah. as well. Um, where he's talking about when his timetable is. With a guy like Zacchaeus, he seeks him out. Mm-hmm. It's not like Jesus like stumbles upon Zacchaeus and yeah. somehow they so happen to end up at his house. Jesus is like I'm coming to your house today. Yeah. And so there's almost this nature where Jesus is a little bit sneaky when it comes to mission and meals yeah. because everybody needs to eat. So oh, yeah. When it's time for a meal, it's like time to get to work for him. Oh, yeah. And so he's lining up who he's going to have meals with mm-hmm. intentionally. He's being intentional about the conversation around a meal. Yeah. And I think some of that has got to shape the way that we approach meals in our own lives. Yeah. Right? I want to I don't want to just show up to meals as though they are just a meal. Yeah. I want to show up with the intentionality of who's there. Yeah. And maybe my schedule does not always afford me to be able to be overtly intentional about who's there maybe more more often than not it's my family yeah but can we be intentional as a family to not be watching tv while we're eating dinner exactly can my wife and i talk about how we're going to plan the conversation in advance yeah like be that strategic about what are we going to talk about and things like that because if if it wasn't beneath jesus to be you know kind of a, a weasel about meals, you know? <laughs>
1: Absolutely. Definitely How, shrewd. It's, Absolutely. It's
0: not beneath me to be, you know, intentional or smart around yeah. the way that I structure a meal, yeah. too. So no, I agree. I think good notes for us coming away from this. Mm-hmm. Specific to this weekend, what sticks out to you about that passage about the road to Emmaus?
1: Man, you know, I just think that, again, even on that, that vein of Jesus being so intentional, um, the fact that When he was walking, he was not recognized, right? Pastor Todd said veiled and unveiled. Yeah. Um, I just think it reminds me in and out of season to be prepared, Mm -hmm. to be ready, Mm -hmm. um, to to be ready to give an account, honestly. Um, We talk about giving your testimony or giving a testimony of the work that God's doing right now. Um, It is so hard for my wife and I to be um, as prepared as we would like to be, right? We have five kids, we have two nine-year-olds, two six-year-olds and a seven-month-old prepared uh, is one of those goals that is unattainable. <laughs> not that not that I have reached it yet, um, but we, we have like bags for the kids, right? Like we have bags for the car that only stay in the car. We have bags that, we have emergency bags that it's like, oh, okay, well, if the bag in the car was used, now we have this bag, so we're trying to be as prepared and in our life and in our routine and schedule, yeah, that's one thing to be prepared. Extra outfits, clothes, food, things like that, that's one thing. Um, it's another to say um, if and when God's gonna give you an opportunity. Mm. Um, to, to give a testimony of the work that he's doing in your life. Mm. What does it look like for you to not worry about whose voice, is, whose voice is actually speaking, but be prepared to give accounts for the work that God's doing in your life? Yeah. Because even as, we, even as Pastor Todd um, taught the narrative yesterday, um, these guys had no idea that it was Jesus. right? Yeah. And one of the things that stood out to me most is, um, are we being a people that is prayerful? Mm. about, is this an opportunity God's giving me? Yeah. Because if we took a step back to realize that, then I, I think we probably answer that question, yes more than no, being prepared and being ready. Because any given situation can be an opportunity that God's using, God's using us in to, to grow his kingdom or to minister to the people. And, yeah. um, and I think that, especially this last week, and that spoke to me the most, because I'm like, how would you not know? Yeah. Uh, but again, it, uh, like the way, the way we read it and the way we learned it, it was like it, like he was, he was veiled to them as they were, as they were talking. Yeah. And they're like, and especially when Jesus asked the, the question, which things are you speaking of? He, he obviously, again, asking the question he already knew the answer to. Um, and honestly, just intentionally seeking what they would say. Yeah. What do you know of me? You yeah. know? So uh, that stood out to me this last weekend.
0: Yeah. Uh, the veiled thing is interesting to me because he, it totally could be he veiled himself. Sure. And whatever God veils, we're not going to unveil on our own, Mm -mm. you know? So it's like, that's its whole own category. But there's another part of me that wonders, was he veiled by their unbelief? Okay. Like, was the fact that it was so far outside of what they deemed possible that he could be resurrected? Yeah. Was that the reason that this couldn't possibly be Jesus yeah. that I'm walking next to? It didn't even cross their minds because it's off the table. Yeah. It's not even in the conversation. And when I start to think that way, um, it becomes so personal and realistic for mm. me. Yeah. Because now I've got to ask the question, where is Jesus veiled in my life? Yeah. And not because he is not there. Mm. But because I refuse to allow that to be a space that he could exist or that he could move in. Yeah, that's a good question, man. That's
1: a really good question. I oftentimes try to put myself in the, in the, the sandals of those people. And when, when, when they're mourning, you know, when they're mourning, I, I can imagine that's a, that's a good excuse to maybe not believe sometimes. Um, An excuse, nonetheless. But I can imagine in their mourning they would not believe that. Therefore, yeah, yeah, he would be veiled, especially to them. Maybe even, you know, in our mourning, what we do, how we process, and the fact that this voice could be all too familiar. But at the same time, you know, in our current understanding of things, where where can God be unveiled in our lives? Yeah. that uh, again along with the power of the holy spirit we would allow what that looks like and, and and see the work that he's doing rather than in our in our disbelief not think that that's possible. Yeah. Yeah, I get that.
0: Cause, oh man. Cuz I think he is unveiled where there is faith, where there is belief, right? Because when I when I look at the the way that God moves, the way that he responds, he responds to faith. Yeah. And I just think we we talk so much about faith in the initial decision yeah. to put our faith in Christ, yeah. but we don't talk nearly enough about faith in the ongoing daily life of yeah. the believer because that is where we see his power move yeah. is when by faith we believe that we're freed from things we don't feel like we're freed from yet. Yeah. When it's by faith that we believe that we get to approach his throne with confidence, even though we still struggle with guilt and shame. Yeah, it's that is a daily rhythm of by faith so where can i apply faith into my life so that i can see the unveiled potential of what jesus wants to do with this relationship or with this opportunity or with this free time that i have on this night of the week or whatever it is where can i start looking with faith instead of there's just no way. I don't have the time. Yeah. I don't have the energy. It's not possible. Bandwidth, yeah, yeah. When, yeah. where can I start to look with faith mm. and allow that to begin to unveil some, some opportunities? So for me, man, that's a practical takeaway I'm taking yeah. away from this weekend's message. Absolutely. I want I want to live in faith, not just in my one-time decision to follow Jesus, Yeah. but I want to live in faith daily.
1: Yeah, allow that decision to inform how I approach, to influence how I seek to influence. Absolutely, yeah. man. Yeah.
0: And I, I just think you will find, and I am beginning to as I'm trying to embrace this more, so much more of the freedom that it is to be God's kid, Yeah. when by faith you believe that Romans eight tells us that two of the three members of the Trinity are interceding on your behalf. Mm-hmm. When by faith you believe that on a daily basis, yeah. it feels like I'm gonna be okay. Yeah, today. absolutely. <laughs> when by faith you believe that God's actual presence is available to you right yeah. here, right now, and not just like out here, but indwelling yeah. you, yeah, and transforming you. When you believe that by it takes a lot of the pressure off. It really does. It brings yeah. in that element of when by faith you believe that. Just the same way you can't earn your salvation, you can't earn keeping it. Yeah. But it's Him who keeps you.
1: And sustains you. Yeah, yeah when absolutely. you believe
0: that by faith, it takes that like sense of I gotta perform, I gotta do. And yeah. now all of your doing comes out of that faith already. Yeah. And it's not to earn, it's because of what he's already done for you. So I just think faith is such the informer of so many aspects of our life. Yeah. And we treat, we leave it in this little box like over here. Yeah. And it ought to inform so much else, and really so should. there, there might be these places in my life, in your life, where you mm-hmm. sense a veiling mm-hmm. of the Lord, and it's not, it's not because He's not there, and it's not because He doesn't want to move, yeah. But it might just be because of our unbelief,
1: yeah. So, oh man, I appreciate that. Yeah, no, definitely a blessing. Again, this whole series just really has been. Um, uh, impactful, and, 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 I, and I'm, you know, a firm believer of like, man, just use it. You know, yeah. use the things that, that you know uh, you're learning in the Bible that you're reading. Put them to practice, and, and look for those opportunities. And if I were if I were to say taking anything along with you know the veiling, especially of faith in our lives, is is the, is to be prepared. I really do yeah. think that uh, you know preparation has a lot to do with execution. Uh, there's a lot of times where we fail to do things. Uh, you know, like I remember Pastor Jack telling me when I was younger, just you know, Mikey, don't forget the two types of sin. Sin of commission, sin of omission. And Mm -hmm. and walking me through the sin of omission is not doing what you know you ought to do. Uh, And one of the things that, man, uh, I think of all the time are how many missed opportunities that I've had um, because of my lack of preparedness or because of my my own agenda, things like this. But in my own agenda, I would still translate that to unpreparedness because my preparation shouldn't go into simply my agenda or my desire for the day. Yeah. It really should be to work from this this position and, and uh, this understanding, this convincedness uh, of my faith in God, right, and then yeah. it should it should actually inform how I approach my life, how I approach my day, when I wake up, when I serve my wife, when I serve my kids, when I come to work, serve my ministry, uh, and when I get to do these things. And we recognize the fact that the only reason why we get to do these things is because of God's provision. Yeah. So, yeah, I think uh, again, along with the you know that that aspect of faith and being prepared, I think that this series just uh, it really it really has the potential to do a work in our entire church in, yeah. uh, and in the lives of our people in order that they would reach their. Order cost. Yeah.
0: So good. That's so good. Thank you for the time, Mikey. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for 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 having me. (laughs) Coffee. Amazing. Yes. And uh, hopefully you can have coffee from Mikey someday soon. Uh, It is better than mine. Um, But man, I agree with Mikey. I hope that you take some intentional time to think about who you could have gather around your table, how you could be a bit of a weasel with that and intentional. And uh, I hope it's been a great series for you. Uh, Don't forget to like the video, maybe share it with a friend and comment what your takeaway is from this weekend. Uh, And. And as always, um, man, uh, we are just so thankful for you guys tuning in. So uh, that's all we got for this week here on Tangible Takeaways. We'll catch you guys next week.